Welcome, entrepreneur, to the Ignite Your Wellness podcast. My name is Dr. Allison McLean. I'm a physical therapist, yoga teacher, coach, and owner of Ignite Your Wellness. Here on the podcast, we discuss all things body, brain, and bank account so you can cultivate your version of success while caring for your health. It's all about reducing stress, living a fulfilled life, growing your business, and enjoying life in the process. All right, let's get to it. Hi there, entrepreneur. Welcome back. If you are a wellness practitioner, especially if you're a yoga teacher, then you probably have this idea that you have to teach classes, that it comes with part of the territory. Now, there are a lot of great benefits to teaching classes, which I'll go over in just a moment, but it's not the only way. I've taught classes for over a decade out in the public, so out in yoga studios, and now I don't. In today's podcast, we'll go over some benefits of why you might want to teach classes or choose to teach classes, because even if you're a yoga teacher, you don't have to teach public classes but there might be some reasons why you do want to. And if you are teaching and love it and getting benefit from it, there's common questions that come up. So we'll go over those common questions, such as how much you should get paid for a class, what to do about subbing, if you need a sub or are a sub, structuring and what to teach. In fact, you can even put a pin in that and go right to episode 105, which I talk about sequencing specifically, whether to be an employee or a contractor, or if you should just start your own class. There's many topics surrounding classes, and that is what this podcast episode will focus on. Since there are so many great reasons why you should teach, it's a great way to get out there, meet people, especially if you're starting your business. It's a way to get visible. People get to know you, trust you. They get to know your style. You get to know your style develop your confidence in your processes, what you like to teach, who you like to work with, how you work with people best and get results, help them to get results. So many reasons why it's a benefit to teach classes. If you are starting your own business, if it's a side hustle or you're going after it full time, getting out there in studios or wellness centers or your YMCA is a great way to meet people. It's a great way to start to grow your own business. And you don't even have to pay for advertising. In fact, for the first several years of my business, I got paid to advertise just by teaching. However, there's some things that you do want to take into consideration. Your schedule doesn't end up like mine did, where you're teaching crazy classes at 7 a.m. in the morning, 8.30 p.m. at night, trying to squeeze in one-to-one private clients throughout the day and teaching on the weekend, right? You have to have boundaries and approach classes from a strategical manner. And that's what I'll help you with today to conserve your time, to conserve your energy and to make get the most out of the classes that you do teach. The first question that always comes up is how much you should get paid for the class. There are a variety of factors even outside your length of experience or how many years or months you've been teaching so far. Of course, your knowledge, your accreditations, how long you have currently been teaching will 
play into how much a studio or a wellness center can afford to pay you over maybe another teacher. There is some factors, just like any other job. However, there are limits. Right now, currently, there is a maximum of what the industry can withstand. Now, I'm not saying that this should go on forever. I think the model of yoga studios and wellness centers and what they pay teachers and how they get their students and what their students pay, a lot of work needs to be done here, both for the benefit so studios can be more profitable and the studio owners can have rest and downtime. I think that's one benefit of a corporate yoga studio chain is that there isn't the mom and pop that's really suffering and slaving away trying to keep their studio open. And the teacher is really suffering because they just can't afford to pay them more than $25 for a class. So a lot of work really needs to be done in the yoga industry. And that maybe is another podcast for another time. And there's a lot that goes into that, especially in terms of inclusions and being diverse and keeping things accessible to all people. Right now, we're going to approach this from the teacher perspective. Right now, there might be some limits in how much you can get paid from a studio just based upon how lucrative a studio is at that moment. Really, a studio can offer you a position, maybe anywhere from $35 to $55 a class, maybe if you've been teaching a long time a little bit more. But ultimately, it's up to you on whether the juice is worth the squeeze, so to speak. It might depend on the drive time to the studio. If it's a class that teaches the same sequence over and over and over again, like I used to teach for a corporate studio chain here, where I didn't really have to spend a lot of time thinking of the sequence of the class because it was a hot flow sequence. So I taught the same poses each time I went. I, however, did put time into planning the theme and some messages for the class and the playlist. So there was still some planning time involved, but it wasn't as much as when I taught my healthy back class because I had to plan out the sequence. And especially because it was therapeutic, a lot of thought went into this. People left feeling good, better than when they showed up, <laughs> not in more pain, right? You need to factor in how much the drive time there and back, how much planning time, and then for your own. Wait, how does this class fit into the bigger picture of your business? Are you teaching the class because you love to teach and you don't have a business, so it doesn't really matter how many people show up to class, you just enjoy the connection? It doesn't matter if the studio allows you to market to their students or not. Or maybe, like me, you get most of your revenue from your one-to-one -one private paying clients. So for me, teaching classes for a number of years was a great way to just meet more people and get visible. And those that wanted to work more with me always approached me. Or some studios, when I taught a workshop and such, which allowed me to get contact information for those people that did request more information from me. So it was a great way to start to build my list, gather emails and such. There's a lot of factors that come up on whether one class, you should fit it into your schedule or not. You should always take into account your schedule and how it fits into the big picture of your business and your lifestyle. 
Another factor to take into consideration is subbing. Will it be easy to find a sub? Do you travel out of town a lot? You need ease of getting someone to fill in your class. Do they have a roster of people that you can call? Sometimes when I taught a healthy back class, especially on the yoga wall, which is more specialized, the list of available subs is smaller. It's something that I worked with the yoga studio owner on closely because we had to make sure that the right teacher was able to sub when I was out of town. And it took some time for us to get into a flow of this. But then eventually I had a great list of subs who did a wonderful job filling in for me and taught the class from their perspective, which I'll go over in just a moment. I've taught other yoga studios where it was very hard to find a sub and that caused a lot of stress and was a huge energy drain. So it wasn't worth me keeping the class, especially when my daughter started getting to the age where she went to preschool (laughs) and was developing unexpected colds and had to stay home every so often. It was critical at that point that I have a class where it was easy to sub it out if needed. Not that I always plan on subbing out and flaking on my class, but I didn't want to be stressed about students left hanging with no teacher or me having to choose between caring for my daughter who was sick or teaching a class where I got paid $35 an hour. I never wanted to be in that position. I only accepted classes where I knew I could get a sub easier than not. Now, the other thing about subbing is when you are the sub, being a sub is a great way to meet new students, which can be very helpful in filling your own classes or again, exposing you to new people who might be appropriate to work with you in your private sessions. For me, in the beginning, when I first started teaching, especially in the corporate chain that I taught at for a number of years, it was very easy for me to sub a wide variety of classes. I was always picking up extra classes, sometimes three, four a week, and subbing and getting exposed to a wider audience. And a lot of those students would then trickle into my own class. So it made my own class more popular. I would meet students who needed my help for one-to-ones. I had a lot of great benefits. A question I always get about subbing is, do you teach your own style? Or do you teach the style of the teacher whose class it is that you're subbing? For me personally, what I do is honor the container or the style of class that's being advertised. So for example, if the class is a vinyasa flow, I'm going to teach a vinyasa flow style class versus a deep stretch or stronger or anything else. So I'm going to honor what's being advertised. So I always look at, especially if it's a mom and pop studio where class styles may vary versus the change. They have a system and a process for if you teach deep stretch, you're going to teach it this way. Slow flow will be taught another way and so forth. So I familiarize myself with the style of class that we'll be teaching and the description. Often, I prefer to take the teacher's class numerous times before I actually like to sub a class unless it's in a pinch. So I do understand their style of the class. However, the goal is not to mimic that teacher completely because they are who they are and I'm who I am. It's just natural that there's going to be a bit of diversity, a bit of difference because my flow is just going to be a little bit different than the other person. I do respect the container and style of class being advertised, but I'm going to be me and teach the way that I teach without putting 
that other teacher down or that other teacher's methodology down. I'm just going to be me, right? And I'm going to probably even tell the students of that class, hey, I might teach a little different or I might say something that is a little bit different. And it doesn't mean that one way is better than the other. It's just a different perspective or a different way to look at things or try something new, right? Everyone will gravitate towards one flow or one style over the other. And sometimes it's helpful to be introduced to new ways of thinking and new ways of moving. Personally, that's how I approach subbing when I actually was the sub. And I would encourage when subs filled my class in to do the same. Often subs would come and take my class. A lot of the times, the subs that really did the best in my class got the best feedback were the ones that took the class pretty frequently. So they knew the flow, they knew the style, and they brought in their own style, their own flavor to that class. And they also took trainings and specialized in a similar philosophy as me. So there wasn't drastic differences. Another common question I get asked about teaching is whether as a teacher, you should be an employee or a contractor. Now, here in California, there was a new law passed a couple years ago now where all yoga teachers or wellness teachers have to be an employees. And the reason why this passed, now I'm not a lawyer, so I don't specialize in giving advice on legalities of the system. However, there was confusion on teachers, whether they were an employee or a contractor. To my knowledge, the difference is when you're an employee, the studio essentially has the authority to tell you when to show up to class, what they expect in the class, what you will teach, because it's their business. They can tell you that you need to clean up after the class, taxes will be taken out. The benefit is that you're not responsible for the marketing. You can help to fill the class, but that isn't your responsibility. It's more of the studio's responsibility because you're an employee of the studio. Versus a contractor, it's more your business. And the class that you're setting up in a studio is your class. So you're responsible for marketing. You're responsible for filling the class. You can come and leave as you would like. Of course, however, it's always recommended that you be professional, come early, clean up, respect the space that you are in. So there was a lot of confusion around this in California. So California made a law that all teachers now need to be employees. However, there might be some times where being a contractor is appropriate. For example, if you do workshops or one-time series, then you might decide to or have the ability to be a contractor. And in this case, you might have the opportunity to get paid more because as contractor, you're taking on more responsibility and with more responsibility should come more payment, which then often leads to the next question. Well, if I'm going to market and I want to get paid more anyways, should I just start my own class? Now you can, but again, sometimes it's underestimated the amount of work that goes into filling a class. Often there's the motto, if I just slap vinyasa class 7pm up on my Facebook, then people will come. If I build it, people will come. Now, if you have a loyal following, maybe you did something else 
in a similar, not even a similar wellness market. But if you just have a lot of loyal people already following and listening to you, then it is possible that you can just announce that you're starting to teach a class and there'll be enough people to form a group (laughs) to teach a class. It's been known to happen. However, these days, with all the noise on social media, with all the teachers out there, it is a little bit more populated. It doesn't mean that you can't succeed. It just means that it does take a little bit more work, a little bit more effort, and a little bit more strategy to fill your classes if you were to go out completely on your own. That is one benefit of working for the studio is that there's a higher likelihood of filling that class because you're marketing the class and the studio's marketing the class. So that's double the exposure. In fact, that's why I taught workshops and classes, but mostly workshops for a number of years in different studios around town because I was building my list. I didn't have a super large following at the time when I was first starting out to fill a workshop. So it was to my benefit to give away some of my commission to a studio that would help me to fill the room. And that's really how I first started. But now the people that have followed me and my list size has grown a lot. So I do have a better time filling a workshop by myself. And so that is one of the reasons why I stopped teaching public classes. It's not because I don't love it. In fact, I actually do miss teaching a lot. I just got to the point because of my schedule, my daughter's schedule, and driving all around town, the time commitment didn't make sense. I got to the point where my private sessions were booking without my the need for me to get out and be exposed and visible to a large amount of people on a weekly or sometimes even daily basis. I have other means now. So it didn't make sense at this point in my life to teach as many public classes. I'm not sure what will happen for the future because I actually do miss teaching and I miss a lot of studios and the communities that I was involved in weekly. And it's part of the reason why I'm teaching the end of the year event, the yoga class for replenishment. (laughs) So then we can plan for 2022. I set it up this way so I can teach you guys because I do miss teaching. But weekly classes right now don't work in the schedule. It's just what my business and I decided, (laughs) we decided together, how I needed to prioritize my time. So it is something for you to consider if you're tight on time. Is the juice worth the squeeze in terms of time and planning and pay? If you take pay out of the equation, right? When I really wanted visibility and exposure, I didn't mind teaching a class for $35 an hour because as I said in the beginning, I was getting paid to advertise. But now I don't have that luxury of time. If you're feeling stuck, you need help deciding how classes might fit into your schedule or what you should be prioritizing in your schedule, if you should even be teaching classes or maybe starting your own classes versus teaching in the studio, then sign up for a free strategy call. It's almost a lifestyle liberation, really, because it took me a long time to finally let go of all the classes I was teaching and trust myself and trust the process that my business could sustain without me driving all around town and teaching on a crazy schedule. On this call, we'll go over the three steps that you need to take to get clarity and confidence so you can stop the hustle and have a schedule 
that allows you to actually spend time with family and enjoy life in the process of doing the things that you do love, like teaching. We'll go over the next best steps for you and determine if teaching classes does fit in your schedule or not. Bye for now. Wait, before you go, are you itching for more? Some specifics and next steps? Well, I have some options for you. You can dive right into the Radiant Being Teacher Training Mentorship. It's available right now, on demand. You'll get me on speed dial each week to guide you through getting the skills to be the best practitioner you can be for your people. Or if you're looking for tips and tactics to grow a strong foundation, yes, the strategies on how to grow your business, then fill out an application for the Awakened Mastermind. You will learn these strategies, tactics for the strong foundation, all while caring for your health and enjoying life in the process. So you'll get some mindset tips too. It's the alchemy of systems, foundations, intuition, trust, belief, and more. Not sure if you're a good fit or which is more appropriate for you? Then sign up for a free strategy call. It's an hour with me for free. We'll go over your goals, why you haven't hit them yet, no judgment here, and what to do. What's your next steps? We'll create those marching orders so you can hit those goals. There's no obligation after that. If you're a good fit for either the Radiant Being Teacher Training or the Mastermind, I'll let you know. And if you're not, I'll also let you know. Either way, you'll walk away with next steps, awakenings, ahas, and a referral if that's the best and most appropriate next step for you. All right, I'll see you on the map. Bye for now.